Welcome to The Last Trump, a radio show on end times prophecy. We encourage you to get your Bibles out and go to the scriptures with us as we look at the biblical truths found within the Bible that are pointing us to the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And now, live from the Revolution Studios on Grand Island, New York, here's your host, Mike Jory. Welcome tonight to The Last Trump, and we are glad that you're here tonight. What a night it is, what a day it's been, and I can't think of anywhere I would rather be than in the Word of God tonight to break it on down. And of course, uh, the news coming out of Israel is not good, and we're going to talk about that tonight. And where does that fit in Bible prophecy? And so we just welcome you here, and this two-hour broadcast, of course, uh, The Last Trump, the first hour, and then Cross-Eyed Radio coming up right after The Last Trump. Matt Piney will be with me at the second hour. But let's, uh, first of all, uh, start in a word of prayer because I think that we uh, we know that we live in perilous times and that word perilous as Paul wrote in the book of Timothy that in the last days there will be perilous times will come it is speaking of dangerous times and we are in it right now we have been sharing you know the book of revelation with you for many months we've been talking about the rapture of the church the great tribulation daniel's 70th week and why should the church be preaching and teaching this well it should be preaching and teaching that for the last 2000 years but now more than ever and every preacher behind the sacred desk should be addressing what is happening in the Middle East tonight, what is happening around the world. Tomorrow's sermon should include this, and we're going to break it down for you tonight the best that we can, but I want to open in a word of prayer because as this show is airing tonight, and we're live, we we know that people are perishing in Israel and, of course, in Gaza City, and so I want to pray and I want to ask the Lord for his help tonight in these dangerous times. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you are the God of mercy. You are the God of grace. And Lord, I pray tonight for the Jewish people in Israel and for the Palestinians and really people everywhere. We, Lord, need you. And for those tonight that have lost loved ones, in this war that has just begun. Lord, we pray that this tragedy and this terrible, terrible, um, terrible attack by the Hamas, unwarranted, surprisingly, but yet not surprising, Lord, we pray that people would get saved out of death and destruction. People would call on the name of Yeshua tonight. And Lord, I know that you will save whosoever will call upon your name. For your word says, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so we tonight just pray for the peace of Jerusalem and we pray for the Israeli military. We pray for all the soldiers that are fighting in the air and on the ground. We pray for the people, the innocent people, both sides of of this issue, both in Gaza and in the nation of Israel, in the area um, adjacent to Gaza, Lord, we pray that there would be, there would be a, a salvation that would come to the land of Israel. Lord, we're asking for you to comfort those that have lost loved ones. Those are under fear tonight from all the rockets, all the sirens, all of the death that's happening right now. We ask, Lord, for you to intervene And we know that you will for those that call upon you. We ask this tonight and help us, Lord, to open up the scriptures tonight and to bring some clarity, bring some peace, and bring some explanation to what's happening in the world. And we'll be sure to give you all the glory for that. In Jesus' mighty and holy name we pray, amen and amen. It was just a week ago that we were in the land of Israel. We were there for 15 days. And uh, I, I want just to say my family uh, is very thankful. I'm very thankful that our group of 43 on our largest tour in the 10 trips that we've taken to the Holy Land, 
were able to get out of Israel before this war began. However, there are many that did not get out. There are many tour groups there. There are, of course, the Israeli people that are living in the midst of this, the Palestinians living in the midst of this chaos, this carnage, this war. I heard someone today that they compared what has happened to equivalate to 9-11 here in our country. And there is a lot of people suffering tonight in the nation of Israel and all around the world, people that have family members that have been affected by this, that live in Israel. And so our hearts go out to them. This broadcast, The Last Trump, is all about getting people ready for what's coming. And friend, what is coming to this world is worse than I could ever explain to you. And let me say about war, and that's what is coming, war. And there is war in Russia. There's war, of course, in the Ukraine. There's now war in the Middle East here in Israel. But there will be a war one day called the Battle of Armageddon. And that will be the war of all wars. The Bible says in the tribulation period, the seven-year period, which is referred to as Daniel's 70th week, which concludes the history of the nation of Israel before the Messiah Jesus comes, that two-thirds of the nation of Israel will die in that tribulation. And so we know that there is going to be terrible death and destruction that's going to come during the tribulation, but we're seeing it even now. It's like the trailer to the movie. And I, I, I want to say this to all the preachers in America, all the preachers that maybe stumble upon this radio broadcast. If you're not preaching the rapture of the church, if you are not preaching on judgment, it's time to start. It's time to warn your people. It's time to get people to a, an old-fashioned altar and get right with God because we're running out of time. And we were always running out of time. We are only one heartbeat away from having, having to meet God. The Bible says that God, he is a God of war. And when Jesus comes back, he's not coming back as a lamb, laughed upon, mocked, spit upon, lampooned. He is coming back on a white horse. He's coming back with a sword that's coming out of his mouth, the Bible says. Eyes like a flame of fire. On his thighs are written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he's going to judge the nations of the world. And that judgment is for a world that has rejected his son, Jesus Christ. I, I, I cannot even understand war when we will attack unprovoked as this was this morning and no doubt being planned out for many, many months and no doubt Iran, Syria, other countries are in this as well that want to see Israel annihilated want to see them removed from the promised land. But you're not going to remove them because man didn't put them back in that land. God put them there as a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. And this is the Bible prophecy of all prophecies as it pertains to the soon and imminent coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We find it in the 24th chapter of Matthew that when the fig tree is alive again. And in Bible typology, the fig tree is a type of the nation of Israel. When that nation is alive again, and remember, for 1,900 years, they had no nation. The Jews were scattered all over the world. The land was barren. There was not one tree in Israel. Think about this, 100 years ago. It was completely barren. It was a desert. And now, and I, and, I, and I can tell you, because I was just there a week ago, it is prospering like at a faster rate than any nation in the world right now. And there are trees, there are cities, 
there are all kinds of development, harvesting going on in the nation of Israel. This little skinny sliver of land that's no bigger than the state of New Jersey. And yet this little sliver of land is contested more than any piece of real estate in the world today. And ask yourself the question, why? Why? Because the devil himself hates Jerusalem. He hates the promised land. And he hates every Jew and he hates every Christian vehemently because it was in Jerusalem where he was defeated 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on Calvary for the sins of the whole world. And three days later, he conquered death, he conquered sin, he conquered hell, and he conquered Satan and all his henchmen when he rose from the dead. And so Satan is ever trying to destroy the the Jewish people. And I'll tell you why. For two main reasons. One, because they gave us the Bible, they gave us truth, and two, most of all, they gave us the Messiah. It was a teenage Jewish virgin by the name of Mary that birthed the Son of God. And just a few days ago, we were, in, we were on the Jordanian uh, border. We were getting ready to cross back into Israel. We had been in Jordan for three days. We had gone to the city of Arabak. We had taken a, a boat ride on the Red Sea for three hours. We had gone to Petra. We spoke about that last week here. And our tour guide, who is a, a Muslim uh, man, and he does, not, um, he does not have a faith in Jesus. In fact, in the, the country of Jordan, they do not even allow open evangelism from what they tell me. But I had to do it when we were getting ready to leave. And this was a very kind man, a very likable. We became friends. His name was Mikel. I said to him, and, and I had no idea uh, how quickly this would become reality for the Jewish people in just about a week to 10 days. I said to Mikel, I said, Mikel, I said, if you ever get in trouble, call on the name of Yeshua. And he will appear to you and he will rescue you. This Muslim tour guide looked at me. He smiled at me. We had developed a friendship, a very good friendship, I should say. And he said these words, he said one word when he looked into my eyes, he just said, Yeshua. He called on the name of the Lord. He called Yeshua. And let me say this to you. The reason why I said what I said, and it was the Holy Spirit, no doubt, that put it in my heart, is because Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, the Jewish Messiah, he is appearing to Muslims, and I have no doubt Jews, all over the world, who are calling upon the name of Jesus. In the Quran, Jesus is mentioned. He is known among Muslims as a great prophet. They just don't believe he was the son of God. They don't believe there is a son of God. They literally have a a plaque, if you will, a memorial in a cemetery that overlooks Calvary in Jerusalem that reads these words, Allah is not a God that he should have a son. Well, let me tell you something. The one true God, Jehovah, does have a son. And his name is Yeshua, Jesus. And he came into the world to die for the sins of all mankind, the Jew first and then the Gentile. And right now, the Jewish people need to call on the name of Yeshua. The Palestinian people, the the Muslims, the Arabs, they need to call on the name of Yeshua. He, you tonight listening, need to call on the name of Yeshua. He's the only one that can save. The name Jesus means salvation. And so he is the only salvation offered to man, Jesus Christ and him crucified. 
And we were on the Sea of Galilee about, I think it was the third or fourth day that we were in Israel. Again, this is just going back two weeks ago now. And we were, we were sailing on the Galilee. If you've ever been to Israel, one of the highlights, one of the top five places you will go will be the Sea of Galilee. And when you take that boat ride, you will sense the peace that surpasses all understanding. And we were sailing and we were in the front of the boat and our, the, the, the man who was operating the vessel, he put this song on. I want to play it tonight. I'm not going to play the whole song. But when, the, when we played this song, I Speak Jesus by Charity Gale, the presence of God came to each one of the 43 people in our group we began to stand up, raise our hands. Just picture this, right on the Sea of Galilee, speaking these words, singing these words. And I want this song to bless you. Sing it tonight over the nation of Israel. Sing it over our nation. Sing it over your family tonight. We need a revival. We need Jesus. Speak that name. This is Charity Gale. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mind Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus I just want to speak the name of Jesus
It's Charity Gal. And tonight I just want to speak the name of Jesus over this situation over in Israel. And tonight, church, we need to be praying. We need to be seeking God. Jesus is the only answer. Just speak that name, Yeshua. It means salvation. Tonight here on The Last Trump, we are talking about the war that has started today on the seventh day of the 10th month on our calendar. Now, make no mistake, that is a very significant number. We see it in the book of Revelation. There will be 10 nations that will yoke itself together with the Antichrist and will attack the nation of Israel in the last days, the Battle of Armageddon. And there will be seven empires in total over Israel's history that will come against her to try to annihilate her. We see this in the book of Daniel. And of course, those seven were, one, the Babylonian Empire. And we read about that in the book of Jeremiah. Followed by the Medo-Persian Empire. Followed by the Grecian Empire. And... uh, There's a lot we could say about each one of these empires, but that's not what we're studying tonight. The fourth empire, the Roman Empire during the time of Christ that was ruling, and they were ruthless to the Jewish people. And then we will have what's called the the little horn, and we will see that the Antichrist, he will mount up an army. He will mount up this revised Roman Empire that will come against the nation of Israel in the last days. And so what we're saying tonight is Israel has been always in the center of attack by the evil one, by Satan. And he is tonight, no doubt, having a heyday with what's happening in this war. And as we read about it, uh, in the newspaper today, you know, Israel declaring that we, Benjamin Netanyahu saying we are at war. And the, the headlines are saying hundreds are dead after this surprise attack by Hamas. And now Israel is responding. There has been hostages taken by Hamas that went into the homes of Israeli people, pulling them out of their homes, taking them back to Gaza. Only I mean, we have no idea how many that is. There's various reports. Israel is not reporting on the number right now. But there are many right now that are suffering in the Middle East. And we were just there, like I said, a week ago. I thank God that we got out. I thank God we were able to come home to do this broadcast tonight with you. But many did not get out. And we need to be praying. Now, tonight, I want to take you to the 83rd Psalm, and I want to share with you some of the things that are coming to the nation of Israel. The the nations are going to gather against this tiny little country, and Psalm 83 breaks that down, and I want to begin with the first verse of Psalm 83, verse 1. It says, keep not your silence, O God, hold not your peace, and be not still, O God. For lo, your enemies make a tumult, and they who hate you have lifted up their head. Tonight, understand, yeah, it it is Hamas hating on Israel, and they have always done that. The terrorists, Hezbollah, Iran, we we could name various many countries, Syria, that if just wants to get rid of the nation of Israel, the the Jewish people. But understand, they are really enemies of God. Because if you touch one of God's children, you've touched God. If you come against a Christian, you've come against God. Remember in the Bible when Miriam, she launched a a rebellion against Moses, her and Aaron. And God put leprosy on Miriam. And why? Because it was not... Miriam attacking Moses, really. Oh, she was, but she and, and she was trying to break up the unity of him as a leader. But 
her sin was against God because that was God's man. That was God's leader. So you have to understand tonight, this which is happening in the Middle East is not just against the Israel people, the Israelis. It is against God himself, and he will respond. He has given that land to the Jewish people. Like it or not, that is gospel. That is the Bible. And the Jewish people, 99% of them are not following Yeshua right now. That's going to change very soon. There's going to be a great awakening, a great revival in the nation of Israel in the end times. And many are going to be saved. In fact, when Jesus comes back, all of Israel that is living and remain will be saved. But they're not following the Lord. But the Lord's hand is still upon this nation. Why? For his name's sake. He has put his name. He has literally written his names in the mountains of Israel. And so when you mess with Israel, you're messing with the plan of God. You're listening to The Last Trump. I'm your host, Mike Chory, and uh, we are in the 83rd Psalm, and I'm reading from the third verse. And before we go any further, I want to mention tonight that we've just come out with our latest book, The Great Deception, A Fallen Nation and a Weeping Prophet. And I want to get this book into your hands. It draws the comparison between ancient Israel and modern America. We believe what happened to Israel is right now happening to America. We are running out of time. God is going to judge this nation if this nation does not return to the God of the Bible and begin to follow him with our laws and with our convic- with the convictions of the Holy Spirit. We must have godly leadership in the White House. We must have godly leadership in our government. We must have godly leadership in our schools. And listen, there's no perfect person. We are all sinners, saved by grace, those that call on the name of Jesus. But we can no longer go in the direction of the evil plan of Satan and the sins of this nation, such as abortion, homosexuality, same-sex marriage, uh, transgenderism, uh, gambling, the the idols that have taken over, the, the terrible... Uh, corruption that comes through movies and music to our young people, the uncensorship of our phones that are being carried around by young people under the age of 18 that is destroying their minds. We must repent of all of this, friend. We must repent and turn back to the God of the Bible. And this is critical times right now for our country. I believe when you get a copy of The Great Deception that you're going to see how far America has fallen, not only in society, but in the church. We outline nine different movements in the modern church, all of which are not biblical, that pastors have been preaching, teaching, Christians have been following, that has led to many being shipwrecked, leaving the faith, leaving church altogether, or just coming into a state of self-centeredness, lukewarmness, and we call it out in this book, The Great Deception, And I believe that the prophet Jeremiah is speaking even now to this generation through his book that he wrote. He was a weeping prophet and he was warning the nation, but no one would listen in the nation of Israel. And God ultimately judged it through the Babylonian army. You've got to get a copy of this book, The Great Deception. Tonight, if you would like to order one, we'll send it to you. Just call our operators that are in the Josh Revolution office tonight, the number to call, 716-229-8000 in the local area. Outside of Buffalo, our friends up in Canada, one 444 And you can order your book. I think it's selling right now for $15. Um, Amazon, it's much higher, but through our ministry for $15 plus shipping, we'll get you the copy of The Great Deception. I, I had a young man read it. Uh, from Williamsport, Pennsylvania, Lewisburg area. And he said, uh, Pastor Mike, I believe that every pastor in America needs a copy of The Great Deception. But he's then said, but I guess I have the question, would they even read it? 
but uh, I believe you'll read it, and I believe when you start to read it, you won't be able to put it down. The Great Deception, we want to get it to you. All right, we're going back to Psalm 83, and I want to read to you the third verse here. The Bible says, they have taken crafty counsel. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted against your hidden ones. This word crafty counsel means that there is a a plan, a diabolical plan, a hidden plan that will be laid out by the Antichrist during the tribulation that will be to destroy the nation of Israel. He will come as a man of peace. He will assume a role of of meteor, uh, mediate, uh, a medium, if you will, a mediator, where he will stand between the conflict of the Jews and the Arabs, and he will have answers that no man has had answers for up to this date. And he will convince the Jews and the Muslims, the Arab world, that he is a man of peace and he is the one who can solve the Middle East problems. And of course, it will all be a deception. It will all be something that he is just luring everyone in and then at the right moment, he will turn on the Jewish people. And we find this uh, in the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation. Psalm 83 goes on to say in verse four, they have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation and the name of Israel may be, may be no more in remembrance. This is what Hamas wants to do tonight, friend. This is what Hezbollah, this is what Iran wants to do. This is what Russia, Syria, these nations that oppose the Jewish people, they want to cut them off. They've, they've been trying to do it ever since the cross of Calvary. They've been trying to do it even beyond, before that. And we see it all through the Bible. But now it's sticking its ugly head up even this morning as this unprovoked attack. And, and, and how they were able to do this, uh, Hamas, to go under the radar and to really pull this off is going to be talked about for some time. How did the surveillance of, of, of Israel, which is very sophisticated, by the way, how did it fail and how did this attack succeed in such a diabolical way? We're going we're to learn more about that in the days that come. But in Psalm 83, verse 4, it goes on and says, They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation. That word cut off means to castrate. That is exactly what the Muslim world wants to do. They want to cut off. Speaking of the terrorists, not all Muslims are that way, by the way. There are those that are peaceful, but the terrorists like the organization Hamas or Hezbollah, they have one thing in mind, and that is to annihilate the Jewish people, cut them off. Verse five of Psalm 83, for they have consulted together with one consent. They are a confederate against you. Now this Psalm 83 is speaking of Israel's enemies in the time of destruction, in the great tribulation. But what we are seeing today played out is heading right in to this Psalm 83. And this confederate will be 10 horns, according to Daniel 7, 7. John said these kings would be confederate with the Antichrist, the beast. Now, I find it interesting. There will be 10 nations. We're in the 10th month. And we mentioned earlier the seven empires that have come against the nation of Israel over history, and we're on the seventh day. And of course, the number seven in the Bible is God's number. And then it lists these areas, these nations. It says in verse six, the tabernacles of Edom and Ishmaelites and Moab and the Hagarenes and the Gabal and the, the Ammon and Amalek the Philistines, with the inhabitants of Tyre. I mean, it literally lists these ancient places, which today are places in the modern world, Syria, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Iran. And they are going to join together. 
they're going to join together with the Antichrist to cut off the nation of Israel in a confederation of 10 nations with this man, this political leader that is about to come onto the world scene very soon. Verse 12 says, who said, let us take to ourselves the houses of God in possession. Now this verse speaks of the Antichrist who will take over the rebuilt temple. And we read about this in Revelation 12. He will come at the midpoint of the seven-year pact. He's already on the scene. He's developed a, a relationship with the Jews. They will even believe he is their Messiah, and he will turn on them. He will demand them to worship him as God, and he will literally set up his own statue, if you will, in the rebuilt temple, the house of God, and he will demand worship of it. Sound familiar? We find that in the book of Daniel, didn't we? And then verse 13, Oh my God, make them like a wheel, as stubble before the wind, as the fire burns a wood, and as the flame sets the mountains on fire, so persecute them with your tempest, and make them afraid with your storm. Fill their faces with shame, that they may seek your name, O Lord. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yes, let them be put to shame and perish. Now, all of that is going to happen at the second coming. Friend, all the nations that come against Israel in the end times will be judged by God. And when Jesus Christ comes back, he will destroy these nations that has tried to destroy his people cut them off from the land because ultimately they are not opposed just to the Jewish people. They are opposed to the God of all creation. And so God will judge them. And verse 18, the last verse in Psalm 83 says that men may know that you whose name alone is Jehovah are the most high over all the earth. God is going to make his name known in these end times. The world is going to know it's not Mother Nature. It's Father God that is bringing these calamities and these judgments. And, you know, the prophet Ezekiel said concerning God's deliverance of Israel in the battle of Armageddon, he said, the heathen will know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. God is getting ready to show this world who's the boss. He's going to show them that he is the one true God and every other God is an idol. Just the other day, we were in the Megiddo Valley where the nations of the world, those 10 nations will come across that valley with their tanks, their armies, being led by the Antichrist, marching to Jerusalem, marching to the valley of Jehoshaphat, where the prophet Joel says, God will judge the nations from the valley of Jehoshaphat. And we were in the Megiddo Valley, this vast valley. Napoleon called it the perfect battlefield, as there has been many battles in that region and in that land. And as we were standing there on Mount Carmel overlooking Megiddo, these fighter jets began to fly over our head. And it wasn't just a few. There may have been 20 or more. So powerful, their engines were deafening over anything that we uh, could say. We just had to stop and watch them. Israel's finest, their fighter jets. And I thought to myself, and I didn't say this out loud to the group, but something is going on here. And of course, we were there during the Feast of Trumpets, We were actually there during Yom Kippur when the whole nation shut down. I walked the streets of of Jerusalem uh, from our hotel to the Wailing Wall, the Western Wall, on Yom Kippur. And it was just amazing to see this nation completely shut down. No traffic, no cars on the street. You could walk in the middle of a busy highway. There's nothing going on. Everyone is fasting and praying. It's the holiest day of the year, Yom Kippur. But when those fighter jets were flying, the power of just one of those 
and they were just flying over our head one after another, one after another. And, and, and then we saw on another day at the Sea of Galilee, we saw these very large helicopters that came over our hotel, over the Sea of Galilee. And our tour guide said that those are the general helicopters, the generals of the army fly in those. And I could sense in my spirit something's going on. But I had no idea what I would wake up to today. No one did. And what we're reading in, the, in Psalm 83 is telling us this is what the enemy of our souls, what Satan wants to do. He wants to form an alliance, a confederation of nations against the Jewish people, against Israel. And why? Of all the land, the vastness of the land in the Middle East, just look at the land of places like Egypt or Saudi Arabia or Iran, just vast lands. Why can't the Jewish people have this little sliver, as I said earlier, no bigger than New Jersey? Because, friend, it's not about the land. It's that the devil hates the Jewish people because he hates the God in whom they worship. And that's what's playing out here tonight in the Middle East. This is another sign. And let me say this. Of all the signs that we've seen this summer, from, from the, the fires in Canada to the heat that, that has broken records all over the world, to the famines, to the pestilence, the COVID-19, to the hurricanes, to, to the tornadoes, to everything that is just coming one after another, nothing compares biblically to a sign greater than what you're seeing in the news today in the nation of Israel. Where this is going, I do not know, but I do know this. Israel is not going to stop this time. Unless something comes to, to either slow it down or, or, or they get to a place where they lose their nerve, but the plan right now is they are bringing their troops into Gaza, and they are going to root out every one of those terrorists and that Hamas uh, organization, and many of them live in caves underground. And this is going to get very ugly. This is going to be a serious war. Who will get involved? That remains to be seen. Will other countries get involved? I hope not. I hope this is short. I hope it's swift. But you have to remember, going back to George Bush Jr., it was under his presidency that he put pressure on on the Israelis to give up the Gaza Strip as a sign of peace for the Palestinians. That was the worst thing Israel could have ever done. And when they did that, and they had to pull Israel, uh, Jewish families, out of their homes to vacate that land for the Palestinians to move into the city of Gaza. Within 24 hours of them evacuating every last Jew out of Gaza so the Palestinians could have that piece of land, we had a storm of all storms. It was called Katrina. And it came barreling down on the Gulf Coast and in the city of New Orleans, over one million people were removed from their homes. You don't think that was a judgment of God? It was, friend. Because every time uh, the American government has stuck their nose into Israeli business and tried to put pressure and force them to give up land for peace, we have paid a high price here in this country. And we must learn. Genesis 12 is the word of God that God is not messing around. When he said, he who curses his people, he will curse. But he who blesses, His people, he will bless. Why? Because, not because the Jews are better than the rest of the world. As I said earlier, we're all sinners. No, because God is, he has put his name on the people of Israel. He has put his name in the mountains of Israel. This is all about the name of Jehovah. This is all about God showing the nations that he is the God of all creation. He is Jehovah God, and we must 
recognize that. And the only way we can be saved is to repent, put our faith in his son, Jesus Christ, who died on Calvary to redeem us from the curse of sin. The Jew needs that. The Gentile needs that. The Bible says salvation is for the Jew first and then for the Greek. And tonight I want to ask you this question. Are you connecting the dots between what the Bible says is coming and what is happening right now in America, what's happening right tonight in Israel, and what's happening all over the world? The Lord's return is very soon. And he told me to tell you, be ready. Be ready. The only way a man can be ready for the coming of the Lord is you must be in Christ. You must have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He said, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Do you realize flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God? You you can only go into the kingdom of God in a glorified body. That's all that gets into heaven. And the only way you can get that glorified body is becoming born again. And when you're born again, you're ready. When you're born again, you escape the judgment of God. You escape the great tribulation. You must be born of the Spirit of God. And tonight, I want to pray with you as we come to the conclusion of the last trump. We are going to tonight be breaking it down in the next hour how to live for God how to walk the victorious Christian life. But it all begins first by you repenting and asking Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Just a couple weeks ago, I was speaking to the Grand Island varsity football team, about nine players, nine players exactly, from their varsity team. And I gave them the truth. I gave them the gospel. And I shared with them how they could be saved from the judgment of their sins And I gave them an opportunity to put their faith in Jesus Christ and to live for him, to be all in for Jesus. And I thank God that every one of those players, all nine of them, asked Jesus to be the Lord of their life and stood up in front of their teammates to say, I've made the commitment to surrender my life to Christ. This is real. This is the truth. Only Jesus can save you from the wrath of God. Only Jesus can save you from the coming great tribulation. And it's sooner than anyone thinks. And so I'm going to ask you tonight, wherever you may be, up in Canada, Buffalo, wherever you may be listening online, to make this decision and ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Now I'm going to pray with you, and I want you, wherever you are, to pray it out loud. You're not speaking to the air. You're speaking to God himself. And the Lord has never turned Listen to me tonight. He has never turned one away who is truly repentant from the heart and puts their faith in Christ. So pray this from the bottom of your heart. Just repeat it right now to God. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I don't want to be judged for my sins. I know that I have sinned against you. And tonight I ask for your forgiveness. Lord, please forgive me for the things that I have done, the way that I have lived. And tonight I want to repent. I want to turn my life over to Jesus Christ. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died on the cross. I believe that three days later you rose from the dead. And I believe you're coming back. And I believe you're going to judge this old world. And Lord, I don't want to be judged. So right now, I put my faith in Jesus Christ and what you did by your shedding of your blood for my sins to be washed away. And I trust only in the blood of Jesus to save me. Lord, come into my heart. Come into my life right now. And be the Lord of my life. And when that trumpet sounds, Lord, take me to heaven. And I ask this all by faith, believing that you've come into my life tonight and you've restored my soul. In Jesus' name, amen 
and amen. Now, friend, if you just prayed that prayer, here's what I want to do for you. Number one, every one of you, if this is the first time you've ever received Christ, I want to give you a copy of the New Testament. It's the Expositor Study Bible. It has plenty of commentary notes to help you learn the, the verses. We'll send it to you, postage paid, free of charge. All you have to do tonight is call Joshua Revolution. That is our headquarter office. There are operators waiting. Just tell them, I prayed with Pastor Mike to receive the Lord. Maybe you came back to the Lord tonight to repent and get right with him, and you would like this free Bible. It'll be a blessing to you, and we'll send it right out to you. It's leather-bound. It's beautiful. It sells, I think, for $25. We're going to give it to you free of charge, and we're going to pay the postage. All you have to do tonight, call and tell the operator, I received Christ. I came back to the Lord. The number to call, 716-229-8000. That's 716-229-8000 up in Canada, one 444 Go to your phones and listen. Stay tuned. Coming up next, Cross-Eyed Radio. My, ho- my co-host, Matt Piney, is in studio. We're going to be teaching on how to live the victorious Christian life. You have been listening to The Last Trump, a radio talk show sponsored by Joshua Revolution. If The Last Trump has been a blessing to you, please let us know by sending a testimony on how the program has helped you. If you would like to support The Last Trump financially, you can send financial gifts to Joshua Revolution, P.O. Box 923, Grand Island, New York, 14072, or go to our website at joshuarevolution.org. We thank you for your help and prayers, and remember to tune in next week at 8.30 p.m. for The Last Trump, a study on end times prophecy.